Welcome to Fantasy or Reality, the GPP. Whatever road you took to get here doesn't matter. What matters is you're here. My hope is that we all can help one another in this journey. Welcome back to episode 10. I'm Steve. I am your host. And we have another lovely guest here. Well, actually, it's the only guest I've ever had. And it's my lovely wife. Say hello, Kelly. Hi, everyone. So we are going to talk about uh, a topic that uh, we discussed last night in my problem gambling support group. Um, so I chaired a meeting yesterday in my problem gambling support group. If you've listened to this before, you know I have several recovery methods. Kelly goes to Gammonon. And in these, in this specific group, what we do is we pick a topic. If you volunteer to chair, you will pick a topic ahead of time. You'll put it in our, you know, meeting list or whatever. So that that day before it gets posted so we all can see. And whoever joins the meeting at that time, we discuss the topic. So yesterday I chaired the meeting. Uh, and my topic was name three positive things you've gained or have happened this year through your recovery and or not gambling. Obviously, Kelly did not gamble, so she will not speak on that. But um, and then also I... Uh, but how have these improved your life and or outlook this year for your future? So goals that you want to set for yourself. So we had a great meeting last night. I did my three. We had a lot of great discussions about what people have gained. You know, we had a lot of new members, so it was more about what they're looking forward to and their recovery. And, um, you know, it's just a lot of great discussions in that meeting. So, I will pass it over to my lovely wife and let her tell us what three positive things she has gained through her recovery this year through Gammonon and what she's looking forward to in the future. So Kelly, take it away. So the three positives that I can say that I have gained is the first one being um, through therapy, I have learned to look at the world with completely different eyes. Um, I've learned that, you know, it's about how you view things. It's about how you react to certain things. Um, that's what changes everything. So, you know, um, I have never had experiences with, um, with addictions or anything. I've, I've never gone through any addictions myself. So this has all been a huge learning curve for me. Um, at first it was very difficult to take this on, you know, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but I basically took the reins of all of this. Um, I took charge of everything and it's actually, it's been great. You know, it's taught me how to stand on my own two feet. Um, you know, um, just everything in life, you know, my relationships, I look at completely differently, how I handle things with my children, I do completely differently. You know, this is all kind of taught me to slow down to live in the moment, to not have as many expectations on myself or my family life or just anything. Um, I see the world in a new way. And I see it in a lot of positive ways, you know, where I used to, I guess I was the type to look down on addiction, even though I didn't know very much about it, you know, if you saw somebody, um, you know, if you saw somebody in their addiction, I guess I would just always think that, you know, um, 
I guess I wouldn't see them as a person, to be honest. I would just see them. I don't know how I would see them, honestly. I guess I never thought too much of it. Whereas now, if I see somebody struggling, I want to help them. You know, that's you see them now as a person behind the addiction. You know, it's um, addiction is just part of a person. It's not an entire person. And it took me going through this to see that. Um, you know, I've learned, I've learned a lot through therapy and through, um, through listening to other people in Gammonon. I've heard of other people's stories and it really makes you feel more for people. And it makes you kind of, um, realize what people are going through more. It makes you feel it more. Um, so that's been a very big positive in my life. And like I said, I have more patience with the children now, you know, if they're acting out or just being kids, I kind of take a deep breath and I'm trying to enjoy the little moments now, whereas I wasn't doing that before. Um, and, you know, I'm hoping to start a career in this one day. I'm going to be going to school soon. So I'd like to help other people as much as I can, you know, just with my own experiences. And I'd like to learn more just through other people's eyes and, you know, I want to learn why people do what they do, and especially people with addictions. I'm very interested in learning what makes somebody, you know, act the way that they do. And I want to learn how to help people because to me, my therapist has helped me so much and it's he's helped Steve so much. And I would love to do that for other people. That to me is just very fulfilling. So um, there's been a lot of positives in this, thankfully. So first thing I want to say is that yawn you just heard was our dog. And not more than six minutes ago, my wife guaranteed me he was going to be quiet. So thank you, Ollie, for I chiming in. The, I did thank not even you, hear Ollie, the Thank you, for chiming in. <laughs> I really appreciate you contributing to the podcast. Now, if you'd like to hear from Ollie, Ollie, go ahead. You can speak now. All right. Anyways. So it only took six minutes for that to happen. Uh, but anyways, all right. <laughs> um, well, thank you very much. This is much. what happens when you do a podcast with someone that you're married to, mm -hmm. by the way. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't you worry. Um, all right, all right. Very lovely. No, in all seriousness, that was really great. Thank you very much. Um, so what I spoke about last night, the three positive things that I've gained or have happened this year through my recovery and or not gambling and how have these improved your life and or outlook this year or for your future. One, I would say would be the ability to self-reflect and work through my feelings. So, you know, in the past, before I came through recovery, if I had a negative self-thought or would be down or get angry about something, I would literally just focus on that negative feeling. I would amplify it. I'd either get angrier and angrier, or I'd feel worse and worse about myself. Whatever I was going through or whatever I was feeling, I didn't try to think about why I was feeling that way. And if I was in my gambling addiction, like I was to stop feeling that way, or at least distract myself for a little while, I would jump back into the daily fantasy. I'd, I'd enter a lineup or I'd try to win some money or whatever it was you know, and when I was using drugs in the past, you know, obviously I was, uh, you know, self-medicating or didn't want to feel the feelings I was feeling. So I would use heroin, whatever drug I was using back then. Um, so 
now, if I feel something, I try to, to think it through. I try to figure out why am I feeling this way? Well, why am I angry? You know, I try to reflect on what's going on at that time. Is there a reason why I'm angry? Is there a reason why I'm feeling sad? Is there a reason why I'm feeling happy? You know, there's uh, this ability to do self-reflection has been a big reason why I've gotten as far as I've come in recovery and why I've been able to let go of shame and why I feel much better about myself uh, and just really becoming or coming to accept who I am as a person. So, and a lot of that came through therapy. Um, the second thing that, you know, a positive thing that I've gained through this year as a result of the recovery is my relationship with my lovely wife here. <laughs> um, you know, we've always been very close. Uh, we've always had a great relationship. I mean, every relationship has its ups and downs, but I think even before this, we had a very good relationship. Um, but through the recovery process and both of us going to therapy and doing our separate meetings, it's really, it, it, it I don't want to say it took this explosion or whatever to get us to where we are now, but I mean, because we're doing the therapy, because we're doing all this self-reflection, it's really made us dig deep into who we are as people, why we're doing what we do. We have a lot more deep and meaningful conversations on a daily basis. And, you know, for me, especially going through this whole process, I've been able to, you know, finally fully open up about how I felt about myself in the past and, and talk about why I felt these feelings of negative self-worth and, and talking about being a gambling addict and talking about being a, uh, a drug user and a heroin addict in the past, you know, and none of this was because of Kelly. This is just, these are the things that I would think about, or I would feel I would, wasn't going to be good enough or, you know, she wouldn't love me enough or she wouldn't want to stay with me if she knew these things about me. And, going through this process and everything being laid on the table and she still wants to be with me and still wants to be married to me. It's, it's really brought us closer, I guess, or brought, you know, I always knew she loved me, but I mean, I guess I just always had this self doubt about myself, never feeling worthy or not that I didn't feel worthy, but there'd be, there would definitely be points where I didn't feel like I was doing enough as a husband or, or not providing enough. And, you know, through this recovery process, I've come to terms with the fact that I have these addiction issues, which I need to do my meetings for and, and do therapy. And it's made me a better person. It's made me a better father, a better husband, and it's really improved our relationship. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't be happier. Um, a third thing that has really been a positive attribute or a positive aspect that I've gained through recovery are my health and fitness and music. So like I, I spoke about this last night in our meeting, um, to me, these are almost three separate things. So the ability to self-reflect and work through my feelings, that's to me, the recovery aspect. That's, that's how you dig deep about why you do the things you do and work on them. So you recognize them when they happen, you know, you know, et cetera. These are the things that we do in recovery. Number two, the relationship with my wife, that's rebuilding relationships. That's a huge part of recovery. Um, 
having deeper, meaningful relationships with the people, you know, your loved ones who you love, the people around you. And the third one, health and fitness and music is something for yourself that you do for you to make you happy, to make you feel better. So I feel like to me, those are three major pillars you need to have, or at least for me, that's how I feel like I need to, what I need to do to be successful in my recovery. I need to do those three, three things the best I can always do the best to make sure I work on these things. And that's how I stay positive and stay focused on recovery. So my health and fitness has been a huge, um, thing for me in my recovery, especially over the last five months. Uh, I've gone through in intermittent periods of my life where I was, you know, really heavy into weightlifting, bodybuilding, um, you know, but I feel like in the past when I would do these things, I would do them fairly compulsively. So like in the past, when I would work out, I'd get, I, I would I'd basically be working out six days a week, doing cardio multiple times a week. I'd have, I'd be hitting the same muscle groups three times a week. You know, there were periods where I had taken steroids, whatever. I've talked about these things before. Um, but now I work out three, four days a week. I eat healthy throughout the week. You know, I've, I've talked about this in other podcasts, so I'm not going to go too deep into it. But for me, the health and fitness, the, the getting back in shape has been another thing to make me feel better about who I am. Um, I like seeing the changes in myself, feeling stronger, feeling healthier. Um, I mean, I mean, geez, I mean, I, I've been sitting here wondering, like, you know, why would my wife stay with me? I mean, well, look at me. I'm just so damn. God, I mean, look at that muscle right there. Isn't that just psh, she's rolling her eyes at me. <laughs> um, so anyways, um, yeah, it's just something that's really been important to me. You know, I've always loved health and fitness. I've always enjoyed seeing the changes, the positive aspects you gain from, from doing that, um, from working out, from eating healthy. You know, it's about making the right decision every day, you know, and not beating yourself up if you have a little slip up, you know, and if you eat something that you didn't, you shouldn't have eaten, or you miss a workout and not beating yourself up. So just like in recovery, it's baby steps. It's, you know, just do the next right thing do one step at a time. You know, you can't just jump from step one to 12 if you do the steps or you can't just, no matter how badly you want to rush through it, you can't rush through it. It's baby steps. So just like you can't rush through your recovery, you can't go from being out of shape and not being able to lift heavy weights straight to being a bodybuilder or a powerlifter or whatever you want your end goal is. You know, you set this goal in your mind and every day you work towards this. And it's just those little, those little victories each day that to me make me feel good. They make me feel proud about myself. I, I can see the changes. I can feel the changes and, um, and it, it just helps me in my recovery. And I look forward to seeing how I progress further into the future, seeing how I change, how I feel throughout my fitness journey. And then also playing music for me is a huge thing. You know, I'm going to occasionally post some songs on here. I've already posted one the song that I uh, played for Kelly, my wife, when we first got together. Um, it's the song that we danced to at our wedding. You know, a very meaningful song for both of us. So I always, music was a big thing for me. I always played in bands. I always 
was pretty big into music most of my life. I played music a lot when Kelly and I first met, but just kind of dropped off for a while. You know, once, once we had kids, you know, life got busy. You know, it was just one of those things that fell to the wayside. And I didn't make time for myself to do something for myself like that that I enjoyed doing. And now I make sure that I sit down, I play my guitar a little bit, at least a few times a week. You know, I write a song, you know, piece by piece. Um, um, so the last song I wrote was the one that I played on uh, Brian and Jeff's podcast. I'm going to hopefully record a studio version of that. Um, so it's just for me, health and fitness and music is just what I do for myself that, you know, of course I, you know, another thing I do for myself is obviously spending more time with my family. You know, that's obviously something I love to do. Um, but you need to find something for just you that brings you enjoyment. So, yeah. So let's see, that's about it on that topic. So another thing I wanted to talk about is I'm sure that some of you that listen or that will listen in the future, I mean, some of you are parents, so you're probably wondering, like, if you're early in recovery, how do I talk to my kids about this? Like, how do you handle this with your kids? Um, I mean, it may not be something that you want to think about in your early recovery, but at some point, it's something that you have to address depending on their ages, how much they know. So our children are seven and four. So it's not like we're going to sit down with them today, you know, and talk about what daddy did, you know, or whatever, like what, what we're going through right now, you know, they, they're very intuitive. They can see things are different. They see us doing our meetings and going to therapy and whatnot. But, um, you know, just for example, what we do, you know, we're almost eight months into this and really since probably month two, month three, I mean, at first we kind of hid it from them. We kind of hid this from everybody before we really got comfortable talking about this recovery process for both of us. But now we don't hide it at all. You know, our kids know that we're on our meetings. Kelly does her Gaminon meetings. I do my problem gambling support group meetings and I do GA meetings. We both talk about going to therapy. Um, they know we're going to talk to Joseph. Um, and I'll pass it over to Kelly. Kelly took our son Lucas to therapy. Uh, with her one time. And why don't you just uh, talk about what that ex uh, experience was like? Um, yeah, I took him over to therapy just because I had noticed that he was having a little bit of anger issues himself. And he's always struggled with anxiety. So I just kind of wanted to get a therapist point of view about it. Um, Luke seemed to like it. He was a little bit uncomfortable, I could tell. Um, but I'm proud of him for doing it. You know, he's always been a little bit of a nervous Nelly. So I'm proud that he actually wanted to go. He was interested in talking about his feelings because that's always what we say every time, you know, we say that we have a doctor's appointment or something. We always say we're going to the doctor to talk about our feelings because, you know, sometimes we can't, we don't know what we're feeling or we just need a little bit of help with it. So um, he came with me. He just basically answered all the questions that Joseph was asking you know, he was still a little bit nervous, but he enjoyed it because at the end he was saying that he does want to go back to therapy and he would like to find his own 
counselor. You know, Joseph actually doesn't specialize in children, so he did great. Um, but Luke definitely would need somebody that specializes with children, just, you know, can get on their level a little bit more. But um, yeah, he, he really enjoyed it. So we make sure that we tell our boys that it's okay to share your feelings and that it's okay to feel a certain way. You know, um, I want them to know that, you know, it's okay to cry and it's okay to cry in front of people. You don't ever have to hide your tears. You don't have to hide your emotions just because you're a man does not mean that you don't feel. Um, and I think our children are very in touch with their emotions. Um, granted they're still little and I think all little ones are, um, but I want them to grow up knowing that it's okay to talk about how you feel. And I don't really want them to be in the dark with anything. I kind of feel like the way in which I was raised, my parents didn't explain too much to me about anything in the world. Um, I think they did that because they wanted to protect me, but I kind of wish that, you know, they went about it a little bit differently. Um, you know, to me, the more education that you can give to children, the better. Um, and it's, it's a way of normalizing it just so that if they grow up and they're finding that they're having trouble in their way, I want them to feel comfortable enough to come to us and talk to us about it. I don't want them to feel ashamed of what they're going through. Um, I don't want them to feel like they have to be strong and that they don't have to talk about it. You know, I want them to be very emotional. I think that's very important for kids, especially nowadays, you know, therapy is becoming more normalized. Whereas back when our parents were younger, they never talked about their feelings. They hit everything. They hit it from themselves. They hit it from their loved ones. Just, you know, so it's a different time that these kids are growing up in. So I think it's so important for them to know that it's okay, especially to come to your parents or go to anybody you know, if they went to a school counselor or talking to anybody about it, I feel like is so important. So we want to make sure that our kids are doing that and that they don't feel pressure or, you know, if they do to come and talk to us about it. All right. Um, and then the last thing that we'll talk about is just, um, if you just want to talk about what you're looking forward to in the future, what, what are your goals in recovery? What's your goal for next year? Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Um, so I think that we're both coming very far along with our recovery. Um, from what I hear, we're doing pretty well considering as though we're at eight months in. So, you know, um, the, I think what I'm looking forward to in the future is just finishing well, starting and finishing my schoolwork. Um, I'm hoping to become a licensed mental health therapist. Um, like I said, I would love to do what my therapist does. I mean, he has done wonders for us and I would love to be able to give that to other people. So um, that's my goal. And I'm hoping that we both just stay on track with our recoveries. And um, I would like to just continue to look at the world in new eyes. I don't ever want to go back to the way it once was, you know, um, we laugh all the time and we say that, um, this whole thing, it blew up our life, but it also, I mean, it, I wouldn't have wanted it any other way just because, you know, it's done so much for us. You know, it's had a lot of positive effects on us. I mean, I'm not, it's, this is not 
a, um, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. It hasn't been easy though, because we're both putting in the work. You have to put in the work to get through it. Um, and especially at first, it was not easy. It was a very hard thing to go through, especially with being a stay-at-home mom and taking over all the finances and doing what I needed to do. That was hard in the beginning. Um, you know, and there are days that I still kind of struggle sometimes, but um, I'm working through it and I hope to continue to work through it. And, um, you know, I'm, I look forward to the future, but I'm also taking it one day at a time. Yeah, that's one thing to be cognizant of if you have a partner or you're married or whatever. Um, you know, obviously, we're doing well right now. Like Kelly said, not every day is perfect, but not every day is going to be perfect. Recovery is supposed to teach you how to handle the hard days, the hard times, and get through it and get through it together. Um, you know, we're, we are, we're doing very well right now, eight months in, but, you know, in our, you know, in my meeting last night, you know, there was a lot of new people that were, you know, talking about struggles with their partners or, you know, scared to tell their partner. And I remember that. I mean, that uh, things are great right now, but I remember those first few weeks, like our first few days, not knowing what was going to happen. Things were not good for a while, you know, and things may sound great now and they are, but that's like Kelly said, it's because we both have been putting the work in, you know, you can't half-ass this. This is not, this is something you have to be all in on. And if you want to improve yourself, improve your relationship, fix your relationship, you, you have to put the work in. And that's been our experience, at least. That's what I believe. That's what Kelly believes. Um, so, you know, I, I know you want to fast track it or I, that's how I felt at least, or we both felt like we wanted to fast track and just get, get back to where we were. But now we realize there's no, you're not going back to where you were. You're, you're moving forward and you're hopefully going to rebuild a new and better life. And that's what this recovery has brought us, you know, and I'm looking forward to next year, our relationship growing even more and, you know, Kelly's schooling and, and I'm looking forward to seeing how she progresses in that. I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing this podcast grow and be able to help more people and, and, you know, just seeing where this takes me and, or takes us. And it's just something I'm really looking forward to. Um, I know I have these phone numbers that I always put at the end of the episode, but there's another website I came across or I, I hear talked about on other podcasts. There's a, a place called betterhelp.com. So Kelly and I talk a lot about therapy and how much that's helped us. But I, I also realize not every state has therapy paid for. Some states don't have any any therapy paid for, you know, and that's one thing that would hopefully one day will change. It'll either be a federal thing or, you know, one baby steps. We'll, we'll get there hopefully. But until it's a federal thing or until it's in your state or whatever, if you don't have your therapy paid for by your state, like we do here in New York. There's a place called betterhelp.com. It's a lot cheaper. You can, you know, they have therapists that you can talk to on the phone, do FaceTime. You know, I haven't had any experience with this, but I hear it talked about a lot on other podcasts. And from what I hear, it's, it's very affordable. So it's called betterhelp.com. And 
the podcast I listen to, if you put in the code Theo, T-H-E-O, you're supposedly will get 10% off your first month. So just wanted to put that out there. Hopefully that can help you if your state won't provide therapy. I know that's been a huge, a huge part of our recovery and I don't know where we'd be without it. So I know we both would suggest to do that. So you have anything else you'd like to add before we go out? I don't think so, but see, I have to point out that Ollie was pretty good for the rest of the time, so I just have to... Nah, he's back there groaning and growling. <laughs> and don't pretend like you're not staring at these arms right here. Hand like it. <laughs> so, anyways, Kelly will be back on again. You know, every few episodes, I will have my lovely wife come give her insights. I think it's important for us to not only hear about what we go through, but we also need to hear what our affected others go through. Um, I know when I first started listening to these podcasts, I couldn't find any affected other stories. Uh, now, uh, Kelly has told her story on several different platforms and and podcasts. Uh, I know she was on the Broke Girl Society. She went on the Bet Free Life. So hopefully we can get more of these stories out there. But that's it for this week. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening. Bye. <laughs> Here's where to get help. You can call or text 1-800-522-4700. That's the National Council on Problem Gambling. Or you could call 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537. This is where I found um, the link to my therapist through my local counselor. And then also, we cannot forget our affected others. My wife goes to Gammonon every week and it's been a huge help to her. So anyone in your life who you feel like needs help or you've affected through your gambling, you can go to gammonon.org, G-A-M-A-N-O-N.org. The number is 718-352-1671.